Good morning, good morning everyone Thank you so much for tuning in This is your Unbougie Foodie Bringing you all things food as always I am back Uh, I apologize for missing you all Hope you have missed me But weather here in Minnesota can be quite interesting (laughs) and i found that out last week um i had of course some issues with driving but anyway i am here this week thank you all so much for tuning in um i really do appreciate you all uh taking the time to um listen to the unbougie foodie um you know i want to thank all of my listeners right now early on for you know keeping up with uh, information that's on Facebook uh, as well as you know just asking questions about uh, where I'm going and what I'm eating <laughs> if you would but I want to get right into it uh last week I wanted to talk about I love sushi so I I hope there are others out there like me that like you know the taste of fresh fish Uh, And it being prepared in a very creative way. Um, I had the opportunity to go to a place uh, in St. Paul. Downtown St. Paul is called Red Lantern Sushi and Noodle Bar. And if you've never been there, please make sure that you get a chance to go out there and, um, you know, visit the establishment. The owner, the staff, um, definitely the chef. Uh, They are an awesome bunch of folks. Uh, they were very uh, hospitable and accommodating when, you know, I came in. And I think it was probably on a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, which is not normally a day that I probably would have a dinner or go out. Um, normally, I try to do it like Friday, maybe Saturday, and then talk about it the following week. Well, this week, well, last week, I should say, it was the Wednesday or Thursday. Um, And it was just a perfect time because even though, you know, the weather was pretty frigid, (laughs) um, it gave me an opportunity to really sit and talk with the staff, with the owner, uh, and the food that they were providing, um, that they prepared was just awesome. Um, If you're not familiar uh, they are located at 465 Wabasha Street in St. Paul, Minnesota, 55102. Again, that's Red Lantern Sushi and Noodle Bar. That's 465 Wabasha Street. It's it's quite easy to find. I mean, uh, it's on right directly on the corner of Wabasha and, ooh, I want to say fifth. Um, but it, you can't miss it. Uh, and it's... Uh, a great uh, place to, you know, either for a date, if you want to go there as a single individual, which I did, you know, sometimes going out uh, and experiencing different foods, you might have to eat by yourself. <laughs> but it was really cold, so I wasn't really expecting anyone to actually go with me. Uh, but I want to tell you a little bit about the different types of foods that I, uh, well, dishes that I had, or I'll say sushi that I had. Um, I, I really enjoyed their menu. Uh, they had, well, I participated in having special one or two specialty rolls. One was a Superman roll. Um, the Superman roll inside the Superman roll, it's soft shell crab, snow crab, avocado, serrano pepper. So to give it a little bit of bite, a little bit of heat, uh, cucumber, aioli and then on the outside is wasabi uh tobiko um and tobiko is just wasabi tobiko is you know the small little spheres uh, I, I they're not they're not eggs <laughs> they're not what people think really it is uh the uh, wasabi has been turned into these small spherical edible 
items, if you would. It's just a garnish that's placed on top of, in this case, uh, the Superman roll. There are many other different types uh, of tastes and so forth uh, that Tobiko can have. In this case, it was wasabi. And it was mild, but it was very good, con- uh, you know, considering that you also had the Serrano and wasabi itself is uh, a sinus clearing. Uh, what do you want to call it? <laughs> a sinus clearing. Edible. <laughs> uh, tasty garnish. <laughs> or a condiment yeah let's call it that condiment (laughs) so we'll we'll call it that but they have a wide variety of other um types of rolls i went with the superman roll because i really enjoy soft shell crab and i was looking uh quickly looking over the entire menu when i first got there and normally what i would get would be a spider roll uh, because you know and it is on the menu um you know, it uh, it has soup. Uh, I was gonna say Superman. It has uh, soft shell crab, uh, sprouts, uh, and cucumber and uh, aioli, uh, garlic. Well, for this, uh, for the super, for this um, uh, Superman, and I just said, I told them. Ugh. Why did I keep calling it Superman? I think probably that's what they mentioned it and I wrote down too. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's Spider-Man, folks. It's Spider-Man. It's not Superman. It's Spider-Man. The big difference between the two, especially if you're Marvel and DC, you, you can't be getting too confused. Anyway, back to the food. The Spider-Man role. <laughs> so, you know, that's probably the reason why it was so similar to the spider role. Because the Superman, (laughs) Spider-Man, had the similar soft shell crab in it as well. So, there you have it. Um, The spider roll, which has a soft shell crab. And then the Spider-Man roll, which has, you know, the foremost uh, ingredient uh, of spider, (laughs) of soft shell crab, and then snow crab. So, all of those additional uh, items within the roll uh, make it that spider roll um, where uh, I'm tongue tied this morning Sp- make it the spider man roll the spider roll is has less ingredients less items within the roll itself anyway continuing on so I don't get confused again with spider roll and spider man roll the next thing uh, item that I had from off of the menu, um, they refer to it as himachi. Himachi is uh, actually yellowtail, uh, yellowtail fish, uh, and it is served as a nigiri, a nigiri style. Uh, well, at least what was chosen was the nigiri style. Um, I wanted to have some rice along with it rather than just a sashimi by itself which is just you know the uh, filleted uh, pieces of fish uh, or whatever meat or item that you are going to have a lot of times they'll have um, just uh, almost anything can come in sashimi Um, but we've seen steak or I've seen steak I have not had it Um, and I've also seen fish uh, the various types uh, I chose to have the nigiri, which is a piece of fish or whatever the item is. It could have been shrimp, uh, fish, um, eel. Yeah, well, I'll go into that <laughs> soon. But the nigiri is just that piece of fish on a bed of rice, on a small pillar or bed of rice. Uh, and mixed in with when you have your soy sauce and you've mixed in your wasabi, it just tastes so great when you're able to dip in both the rice and the uh, the whatever sushi that you're having. In this case, it was the hamachi or the yellowtail that I was having. Um, the next one, uh, similar to that of the yellowtail, I still had nigiri style. It was the salmon, and they refer to that as the shake. Um, now, both of these, I didn't probably explain how these it's not just the cut of the fish itself there was a different 
uh, area of the fish that they were actually cutting this from. Um, this is referred to, they refer to it as the toro or the belly, fatty belly portion of the fish. Um, so it's, it's flavorful, so much full of flavor. It's not one of the mussels that are around the fins and so forth that you're getting the cut from. But this is an area that, you know, when a fish is, it, it uses not much of it. It's the under um, cut of the fish. Um, so it's fatty and, and really tender, almost a melt in your mouth type of uh, flavor and, and texture. So those were, again, the, the toro is what they refer to it. So it was a hamachi toro and shake toro. Um, again, that's the yellowtail and salmon. Well, there were still some other items. Uh, and I mentioned one just a moment ago. I had eel. Don't be afraid by eel, folks. Eel is a very tasty fish, especially if it's prepared, um, broiled with a, maybe a hint of garlic. And for Red Lantern, I have to give it to them. They, I, I, I'm not sure how they have, they refer to it as unagi butter. So it is nigiri style. Um, the eel is placed on top of the small bed of rice and then wrapped with, um, you know, some uh, seaweed. And then on top of that is a small thin layer of butter. So not only are you getting the flavorful portion of the actual fish, but that uh, sweetness from that comes from the butter and salty, actually sweet and savory from this uh, butter that's placed on top as it's melting down and just kind of running down off of the eel um, and into the rice and onto your plate and you pick it up and put it in uh, maybe a bit of wasabi on it and and take a bite of it Uh, it's a taste that if you've never had eel or unagi uh, you really will appreciate it so much more with and I never figured that I would like it with butter the way that I did Um, so that unagi butter yeah, it's very good. One of the last things that I had while I was there, which, you know, I I go into every restaurant just, an, I don't want to say anonymously, because I go in like a regular person and I'll order food and whatnot. And I think they were very open and trying to find out you know i was the only customer there at the time it was about an hour before they were about to close and i was one of the aside from the staff i was the only other customer that they were helping or preparing meal a meal for and so you know the staff as well as the owner and the chef were asking me questions about what i do um secularly and what i do for fun um and you know, I told them, I let them know that I have a radio show here at WEQY uh, on 104.7 FM. Uh, every Saturday at 10 a.m., they have the opportunity to, you know, hear about a place that I've gone to. And I was really, really excited to actually share their their business. Uh, one, because of the fact that I love sushi. But two, it's um, it's in it's in downtown uh, St. Paul. So we are still talking about St. Paul and other areas. Um, so I wanted to really kind of just let them know that I, I didn't forget about you, (laughs) uh, last week (laughs) situations beyond my control, but I'm glad that I'm having the opportunity to, uh, talk about Red Lantern and let everyone become familiar with if they've not already gone or are not, I've never really had sushi before. Um, they're really accommodating and will explain every dish, uh, what they're providing you, what they're preparing. Um, definitely on the menu, of course, you could tell that. But, you know, the chef as well as the staff are very helpful. Um, I think after explaining, you know, what I do here on uh, the Ambuji Foodie, um, the chef <laughs> was very, very nice and prepared a side uh, piece of sushi for me, if you would. And uh, I have not had, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, I have not had foie gras before. Uh, 
and Hurgua is the fatty uh, portion of the duck, uh, and is it, it, it's it's a very flavorful piece of meat, um, and that he was very generous with providing me with a you know a salmon nigiri with fragua and the duck fat renderings um poured over the top now i know i i'm talking about this but to really appreciate you know what this dish looked like and it was just one piece and i really do appreciate uh, them being so generous uh, and i guess wanted to share just a very special either dish or presentation with me um you know, especially after you know mentioning that i was going to talk about them on the show which you know i would have done anyway it's not even a matter of that uh you know trying to get free food <laughs> but that was it was it was kind of like icing on the cake uh and like i said i've never had it before and so when i ate it uh, I think the the chef and the staff they were waiting for some type of response from me. I was speechless. It was that good. It really was. I mean, the flavor of having uh, the duck fat renderings just poured over the top of this, you know, this presentation. Um, it wasn't greasy. It was just the right amount of additional savoriness to add to a fresh a fresh piece of of salmon and it was it was just delicious so again thank you all so much at uh, staff and owner and chef at red lantern um, once again they are located at 465 wabasha street and that's st paul minnesota 55102 and i say the city like <laughs> We don't know what city we live in, but for those that are listening abroad that uh, have downloaded the TuneIn app and are listening throughout various portions of the com- uh, of the country, uh, hello family in California, um, as well as friends in other states, um, thank you. Just so you know, when you come to St. Paul, I'm giving you these ideas of places to go. And those that live here, if you've not already been, you know, again, likewise, please <laughs> make sure that you stop in uh, at some of these restaurants and and places of business that are offering awesome food um, selections and choices. Now, I want to talk about that was sushi and we were in St. Paul. Yes, St. Paul. But we I had the opportunity and I've not been to a Thai restaurant in St. Paul until, well, until now. <laughs> uh, they are, uh, this is East Side Thai. East Side Thai is located at 879 Payne Avenue. Uh, that's St. Paul, 55130. And they are, you know, some of these places are not open today, as you know, because. Thankfully, they are offering their staff our opportunity to spend time with their family. So, you know, for Eastside Tide, they're going to be closed today, today and tomorrow. But they will definitely be back open. Um, normally, their hours are from 11 to 730, Monday through, I think it's Thursday. Uh, is it Monday through Thursday? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Monday through Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. And then Thursdays from uh, Thursday no, Thursday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. So, again, normally they would be open um, within the next half hour. But today is, you know, it's time to spend with family and friends. And uh, why have someone really working? <laughs> I am here. I don't really consider this a job. I consider this something I really enjoy. I mean, I enjoy my job, my secular job too, but this is something um, that I do as a passion. I do, you know, enjoy photography as well. I, I think that I think people could have more than one passion. And for myself, um, 
you know, I, I don't want to give things, put things as levels and, uh, you know, categorize them as what's more important, you know, most important or anything. I think people could have, uh, individuals could have number of passions. I, for one, like photography. I enjoy uh, going out and having a good, a great meal. And of course, talking about a great meal to, you know, anyone, listeners, um, you know, that are listening to WEQI uh, or just friends that are ha- asking about suggestions on where to go, what to do, or where's some place that I could take a date, uh, you know, in the evening or on this, on the weekend. Um, I enjoy that. That's part of why I really do this. And everyone here at WEQI, again, they volunteer their time because yeah, I'm quite sure it's their passion. Um, I know our station manager has a passion too for one, um, just being the awesome individual that he is. And that's not really to big him up or anything like that, but um, he is a mentor, not only on the platform, you know, outside of uh, WEQI and the radio station itself, but in his personal and um uh, uh, yeah, as if you would, personal uh, and additional passions that he has. Um, it, this is not a plug. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm using uh, you know our station manager as an example. But even my producer, uh, he has a, a passion. They both have a passion for music. Um, you know, being artists, and I appreciate that. So when I have the opportunity to share. Uh, food uh, and restaurants uh, either within our area or you know anywhere within Minneapolis St. Paul or almost any city I'm going to um, I get excited about it it is something that I really really enjoy talking about Um, so I steered away from my original um, topic or subject, but I guess I was uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about you know, why uh, I don't go into somewhere and just automatically just say who I am and what I do or whatever. Um, but when I, when you do get me talking about it, I will talk about it, and you know I I, I still have to learn how to not talk so much about it. So, <laughs> but East Side Thai. I, um, they have, you could always tell how great some place is going to be based upon the clientele that is there, uh, within the restaurant. Uh, and I felt really comfortable knowing that, um, there are folks that, uh, really enjoy that cuisine. And it was, although it's a small place, it is not, uh, uncomfortable by any means um there were enough enough seating they did do to go or take out as well um so you could definitely you know find their menu online at uh, uh eastsidethai.com uh and give them a, a you know an order if you would and give them a try i know that i enjoyed the first thing i always uh, have at if you would an asian restaurant whether it be Thai, Japanese, where whomever, is their spring rolls. There's just something about a spring roll that almost tells me how the rest of my experience at a restaurant is going to be. So I had the spring rolls, I ordered, or I ordered the spring rolls, and uh, you'll be able to find these pictures online. Uh, yeah, I will definitely make them available um, so that if you want to get an idea of the different types of uh, foods uh, and presentations and so forth, um, I'm all about presentation, although that's not what I go into restaurants and so forth for. But um, I appreciate when they are when it is presented to me because it's a special occasion. I'm, I'm out at your restaurant anyway with the spring rolls. Uh, they were flavorful. They had, of course, it had pork and shrimp and the lettuce and the ingredients that they um, used. Um, the peanut sauce was the peanut sauce 
the peanut sauce was a bit different than what I'm used to having. This was more of a more liquidy, more liquid base with um, kind of almost a, a oil. I, I'm assuming that there is some type of and I'm not using it right. Maybe it's sesame, sesame oil, possibly, but with, uh, you know, hint of peanut oil. And then, of course, peanuts mixed in to the sauce. And it was, you know, you're able to either dip the spring rolls in. I choose to at times use a spoon and pour it in you know, spoon by spoon so that I'm able to get each bite with some type of either peanut sauce and you know if I'm getting down to end then yeah I meant dip it in the bowl but it was great the uh, rice paper that they use to wrap um, the ingredients um, I know that I've gone to some places where it seems a bit oh I don't know um old or uh, rubbery is too is a kind of a, a wrong terminology to use too much elasticity <laughs> on or for the for the the actual roll for the spring roll itself it it's like you were this is not at east side tie at all that's why i was using them as a upswing um, other places that I've gone to, you know, it's kind of difficult to really bite through, whereas theirs was it was, again, the perfect wrapping that was used. It wasn't too thick. It wasn't too overstuffed. Uh, the vermicelli that's uh, used on the inside, the noodles um, and the other ingredients, the lettuce, um, the again, the pork and the, the shrimp. Um, you know, I think it's funny when people say it was a marriage because I've used it on the show as well. It was a, a marriage of flavors that came together. Uh, but really, it was it. You just have to go there and know what I'm talking about. I make sure you ask him for the spring roll. Um, the other item that I will have will be uh, an egg roll. And these are perfect size egg rolls, too. Uh, with the sweet and sour sauce that they offer, um, it perfect. Uh, I I want to say bite size. You know how some egg rolls can be too big, and you're like, you know, you really want to be able to take a bite at the end and not have things falling out. This was perfect. Um, freshly cooked um, and always prepared. So these items are not uh, pre prepared, and then you know put in a fryer or uh, pull from out of a, a refrigerator um, and then brought to the table. No, these are ones that it's going to take some time for you to get your food, but that's because they're doing it. They're preparing it so well um, in the kitchen. Um, so definitely hats off to uh, those um, chefs uh, and the owners, of course, of Eastside Thai because the, the food thus far was prepared very well. The next thing that I had on the on the menu, which I I wasn't sure about because I know I shouldn't be always having pork belly. <laughs> My, I think there's a, uh, some friend was saying how, dude, you like pork belly too much. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and not because I'm trying to be like Anthony Bourdain. Uh there's just something about having uh, I, a nice piece of meat like that. I mean, it's melting your mouth and just great. I mean, in, in this case, it, it's crispy pork belly that I had. It's their Chinese broccoli with crispy pork, pork belly. So it is stir fried Chinese broccoli with fried pork belly. Um, served over or served with steamed rice. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was delicious. It was tasty. So you if you're not used to having pork belly. Uh, 
perhaps this may not be for you because it's crispy. Um, and it, it almost reminds me a little bit of chicharrones. But not as cooked. Not as cooked as that. But yeah. I love the crispiness of the especially of the outer portion of the pork belly and then the more tender piece that you would get um, you know further in the mixture of the rice uh, it's it's uh, it's an experience always to to go out and have great food and know that okay well Maybe I could have made this at home. No, I I like to have other people make it because I want to be able to say, okay, I've had it at a restaurant. Maybe I could now replicate this at home. I don't want to go off and say, I'm going to do this at home. And I think I'm a great cook. I follow recipes really, really well Um, and come up with some great ideas on my own. But, you know, there are certain things that you probably shouldn't try off when you've not had it before have it somewhere and then try to uh, replicate that when you get home it'll help you out trust me (laughs) Uh, the last thing that I had at Eastside Thai now I have learned I learned about this dish um, we had a potluck at work this was months ago Um, a young lady um, she is Asian. Um, she's. Uh, I forgot what she. How, what did she put in it? Ah, I know. She put. She used the dark um, meat of chicken. The dark meat of chicken. The some uh, scallions, or if you would, green onions. Uh, and also cilantro. But there is this seasoning uh, that is called, it's lab, L-A-A-B. So if you go to your local Asian market and ask them for this, uh, I think the one that I have uh, is in a yellow container with green letters. (laughs) I know that's wrong to describe it that way, but there are so many others that are out there. But this particular uh this particular version, um, I, I don't know what it is. It has a different flavor, but be prepared. It is quite spicy, not overly much, but it has just the right amount of spice so that when you're having all of those mixtures of the chicken, the onions, uh, the green onions, that is, uh, and uh, the um, uh, the cilantro, you know, chopped up really fine. And then the seasoning um over it with maybe some olive oil or sesame oil actually um, over um, the ingredients and then mixed it all in uh, be prepared to eat the whole thing <laughs> when she brought it I, I didn't know what it was so I had to ask you know how is it spelled where do I get it because it was delicious so there was there was none left and I promised myself that I am going to make this at home. Um, and yes, I did make it at home, but because I was out at Eastside Thai, they had it on their menu and I was like, yes, 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 yes. So, uh, just so that you know what is currently in their, uh, version, they have three different types. There is, I had the, uh, lab, uh, chicken see i i'm pronouncing that incorrect incorrectly but that's because i'm an american you know and i uh, pronouncing the way that i'm seeing it the way that they say it sounds so much better you know when i say they i'm talking about the person that prepared it uh oh gosh but it's I'm just going to say that it is lab chicken salad. Hopefully I'm not embarrassing myself, but hopefully you will know what I'm referring to when I am talking about, you know, these dishes um, because they're just so good. So the way that they prepared theirs was freshly ground chicken, 
tossed with thinly sliced sweet onions and a light dressing of lime juice, fish sauce, roasted rice powder, interesting, green onions, cilantro, and mint. So there, um, they've added a few more dish um, um, ingredients, if you would, that I was not familiar or that I had not had from the original or from when the young lady at work uh, made it, prepared it for us. Um, but it was still great. I think for me, I would still have it with the dark pieces of meat, uh, the dark cuts, like from the thigh or leg. Uh, this was, again, you could tell that this was from the definitely chicken breast. Um, it was still moist. However, I think the dark pieces of meat add uh, a bit more flavor, uh, additional flavor, if you would, um, to the to the salad or to the dish, to the meal. Um, but it was still very good. And it's a healthy meal too. Uh, it's gluten free because, as you could, all of those ingredients are just all there. Are no real preservatives or anything that are, um, you know, for the chicken. Um, nothing that would actually concern those that might have uh, gluten intolerance. Um, but they have the, again that as a chicken salad. They have. Uh, it as a shrimp salad and also as a beef salad um, and pretty much the ingredients in all of those those three are all the same with you know some variations like with the shrimp salad uh, you have you know the cilantro the roasted rice uh, rice powder uh, but you have bean sprouts um, and slices of lemongrass so normally with a, a with shrimp um, you want something a bit more citrusy. Um, and I suppose the way that they are preparing it, I have not had that dish um, there. But, you know, when you have an imaginative mind and you appreciate food, even some of the words, you start to understand, OK, this is going to be good because the bean sprouts, the mint lemongrass uh the green onions how it's all mixed together and then when i'm taking a bite of it from the salad this is gonna i'm you know my mouth is watering just thinking about it so you know when you're getting used to either going out or preparing meals at home having descriptions you know <laughs> help uh provide a bit of excitement <laughs> to your your meals uh I know for me, it's just, it's a lot of fun. You know, I know that I have, you know, talked about a number of restaurants uh, within East St. Paul. And I know one of them specifically, which I think even our station manager and I've made some recommendations to other friends too, to definitely visit, uh, what is it? Uh, tongue in cheek. I'm sorry. I I love tongue in cheek. Um, I think they probably know how much I love them because I could go there and kind of get recognized. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, but just the fact that uh, when you go there and they, you know, the, they have a brunch menu that that starts early and that's like Monday, excuse me, it starts from Wednesday on through the weekend. Normally brunch is just possibly Saturday and Sunday, but here, you know, they have a brunch that goes all the way, you know, from Wednesday <laughs> all the way to, uh, to, to Sunday, if you would. Um, but, Tongue and Cheek is located at 989 Payne Avenue. So, yes, still east side. Yeah, shout out to all restaurants that are on the east side. You know, that's what we're trying to do here on WEQI and specifically on the Ambuji Foodie is bring more light to restaurants and businesses and uh, that, you know, are providing you great uh, places to eat. Um, Tongue and Cheek is definitely one of them. Um, again, they are located at 989 Payne Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, you, you know, 
they definitely they're open today but i think their hours might be uh probably limited or scaled back a bit because of the holiday but be rest assured that you are not going to be disappointed with anything that you know they have and then make a correction because you know weekday they have a weekday brunch wednesday through friday 11 a.m to 2 p.m so just so you know <laughs> their brunch uh they gave me an opportunity to taste they have a roasted uh no uh braised was it uh braised oh man I can't believe that I can't remember what that dish was I can't remember what that dish was man I'm embarrassed about that because it was it was great I was having it with uh, two co-workers as we were going to see a, a play but you know I couldn't pass up the opportunity to have east side for east fried pride uh, east fried pride is Yes, I'm going to say the word. It is pork belly, sesame, and peanut. uh, Or peanut uh, sauce, if you would. Yeah, told you. I have a fascination with pork belly, it seems. So, don't be mad. I may talk about pork belly a little bit much. Um, the other, these are just teasers. I, we were just quickly trying to grab something to eat before we went over to the show. And I, the two coworkers, um, you know, they were like, what do you suggest? I'm like, well, to start, let's have a East fried pride and we'll have the bacon and egg. The bacon and egg is, uh, uh, avocado, uh, hot sauce and, uh, bacon powder. And, I, oof, how do I describe this without sounding too overly excited or just extremely mouthwateringly good? Uh, it's it comes out pre- presented to you on a <laughs> on a silver spoon, if you would, uh, and it's it really is a one bite uh, or place all of it in your mouth and just let your tongue enjoy the flavors uh, that are just (laughs) I'm trying to be poetic dancing across your tongue (laughs) no it was it's just really great I mean both of those two items uh, from the time that the very first time that I had gone there and experienced um, those teasers uh, I'm 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 hooked on them. I should try some others uh, because the others are very good. Uh, the crispy feta. I know some friends were I was with. They had that, and I did taste it. But something keeps drawing me back to East Fried Pride, which is again the pork belly and that bacon and egg. Uh, they. I was still trying to remember what that other dish was that I had, which, you know, is surprising. Maybe I think it may have been just a special of the night. Ah, it was braised short ribs, uh, braised short ribs, um, with, uh, kind of like pickled, um, well, sweet onions and then Brussels sprouts, as you know, my favorite, (laughs) my favorite, um, and then with, uh, it looks like bacon crumbles or something, if I recall correctly, and and cheese um, on top. And then, of course, microgreens. And that was placed on um, a bed of, uh, of mashed potatoes, just buttery. Uh, and the presentation that, you know, as it came out was like, oh, dang, that's all mine. No one else is having it but me at least at my table <laughs> so yeah uh i i gotta say i gotta i gotta love um tongue in cheek um so i gotta give them props for that um 
gosh, there are so many other places that I want to talk about. I can't recall if I had talked about Pinku. Um, Pinku is a it's Japanese street food, um, and you know it, they are located at Twenty University Avenue in Minneapolis. So, like I said, I do concentrate or focus attention on east side of St. Paul. But again, I always say the neighborhood, the communities that are surrounding St. Paul. Um, so it extends out to Minneapolis and to many other places. Trust me, um, it will. You see me or hear me talk about um, different restaurants in different parts of the city. Um, But again, all bringing it back to, uh, you know, east side of St. Paul and bringing the food to you as an audience, as faithful and loyal listeners. Thank you again um, so that you at least will have an opportunity to find out, hey, there's something new and exciting that's in um, the area that I can go to and you know or if I want to travel someplace uh, you know still within the city limits and so forth yes Um, yeah you have that opportunity to do that I am going to say so you know Pinku you know I think I may have talked about them it was just that good. Uh, like I said, it, they are a Japanese street food um, establishment and they are getting some really great recognition because, you know, among some other fine restaurants that are up and coming or that are brand new for 2016, uh, Pinku seems to be on that list quite often and uh, for a variety of different categories, uh, best new, uh, you know, quickest, you know, street, uh, food or, you know, uh, restaurant to get something on the go. Uh, different magazines have, you know, had, or, or articles have been written about them because they're so innovative and because, and I remember that, uh, one article said, don't call it uh, sushi because really it's Japanese street food, a uh, street food, um, prepared very, very simply, um, you know, again, um, with the idea that someone is just coming in or, or maybe a group of friends are coming in just to get something, a quick bite to eat before they head out, um, maybe to a, an adult establishment such as, you know, a bar <laughs> or maybe to a play or something. But uh, I had, you know, crisp, their crispy shrimp. Um, which was kind of funny because, you know, like I said, I think I mentioned before in a prior show, the young lady that uh, was a young lady that was standing in front of me, she just, I was, didn't even say anything. And she jumped in front of me and said, you need to have the crispy shrimp. I'm like, uh, I, I was going to, <laughs> but needless to say, the crispy, crispy shrimp, seared salmon with rice, uh, crispy hot stickers, the spicy tuna frat roll, all items that are under $10. And you could walk away still uh, feeling full with uh, knowing that, hey, I've had really great food. It didn't cost a whole lot. It was inexpensive um, and and it was fast. So that's the other thing. I am going to tell you all about, which I mentioned at one point before, uh, there is a Mexican restaurant that is going that is now open because weeks ago i think i mentioned that it was going to be and so many of my friends are saying oh what about that place that's going to be uh there was a german restaurant or something like that and now something else is going to be there oh glockenspiel um well now it is a mexican bistro and that is pajarito and that's P-A-J-A-R-I-T-O. They are located at 605 7th Street West. Um, that's in St. Paul. St. Paul. Um, 55102. And they're open today. They're open today. And I have not eaten there. But it is getting rave reviews. And I feel that I need to go there today. 
after I leave the radio station. And I would love to do just kind of like a a live broadcast and have you all with me, if you would, uh, because I am really looking forward to having the different types of dishes that they have. Um, it's so been talked about uh, so often in Minneapolis, St. Paul magazine, in city pages, um, just you know there are even some chefs and so forth that have already gone there and experienced the different types of uh, dishes that are going to be available um they have the different type of tacos i'm looking at their menu at the moment um the different salsas that they offer um tacos so the standards um that you're used to you know hearing more so more than anything carnitas el pastor uh barbacoa uh, smelt. Now, see, that's going to be interesting. Tinga, tinga, chicken tinga. So that's chipotle, um, tomato, cilantro, uh, and queso. I love t- um, tinga. I, I mean, yeah, I've had it at st- oh, so many other places, and it it just remind the spice and so forth that's used for. I it was chicken tinga, of course, that I had. But anyway, I digress. I am excited to go there. It's been again talked about um, over and over, and you know they have a happy hour, and I'm assuming that it is Monday through Friday. Um, that is 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Darn! Why do they always have to have the happy hour when I'm still at work? <laughs> I can't leave work, people. <laughs> I need to be there. I want to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm truly excited to to go to Pajarito today. Um, I am going to treat myself and I will be talking about it next week. So please, as always, as I come to the end of the show, I want to thank you all so much for listening. I am Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Um, Please, once again, as always, as I always say at the end of every show, don't let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because really it is all about the food peace blessings and enjoy your holiday 